Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome into Sports Sunday. It's been a pretty nice weekend so far. Yeah, the weather's been... Uh, it's kind of sunny peeking out this morning as well. It's been, uh, it's been pretty been, nice. The weather's been okay. You know, a couple, couple raindrops in between that. But, but we're getting part, like in the 60s. It's nice. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's been... Uh, there, there's good vibes this week, it it's, feels like. like we've, we've left the every day is dark vibes. One, we've done daylight savings, which has helped at night. But we're getting like uh, warm, sunny days. Well, it's we're, nice. We're creeping into t-shirt days, you we're, know, just cool. the, just the t-shirt, and you know, maybe you bring a coat in the car. But yeah, yeah we're we're creeping into. I have had that thought multiple days. times. Like I just wear my shirt out. Like I, I'm like leaving the apartment, coming into work, and I'm like, well, you are leaving work after seven. You should probably bring a jacket. But I'm like, I don't want to. It looks so nice outside. I'm yeah. seeing a 75 on the forecast for Thursday. Yeah, what? that's the day. That's the day. That 75? Might, that might be the play the hooky from work day. Yeah, it's uh, 56 Tuesday, 66 Wednesday, 75 Thursday. 75? Yeah. My God. I mean, global warming, but it is supposed to be warm, getting around, uh, getting to be this time. But April April showers bring May flowers. So and Then I look ahead, I'm and ex- it's like 52. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's coming. So, you know, there's always that one nice day that creeps in between there. But in portland we we pretty much know or i was gonna say we know what to, to expect but maybe we don't yeah things we, are changing portland man. weather like is the it's the dumbest thing in the world like it it's so inconsistent like we've had days even this weekend where beautiful at points and then all of a sudden it's gray and it's raining it's like well, what is that where'd that come from well and then you want to hear something later, you, you can want, barbecue you want to hear something weird always i think this is my favorite time of year weather wise I, I mean i love the sun i love the summer it's beautiful I kind of like the variation. I think uh, I like this temperature. Like I like 60, 65 a lot. That's like a really good comfort zone for me. I like when the sun breaks out, but I like that there's a crazy amount of clouds in the sky as well because they're passing through a lot. Right. So it looks pretty. Sometimes it's it's raindrops, sure, but I really enjoy this transitional period of the year. Like summer is still my favorite time of year. I, I love it. And my birthday is in the summer. You can go out and do stuff, everything. Everyone's happier in the summer. It's great. But I think that this time of year, and it, it happens again in the fall on the flip side as well as it gets closer to being the winter again, the mix. I love the mix. It just gives a little variety to the day. Well, you're a glass half full kind of guy. Is that like, glass I, half full? I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I, I'm a springtime guy. Like, obviously, we, love, we all love summer. Well, you know, we're what's in not spring. To, yeah, what's not to love about summer? No, I mean, real spring. Like, the, you know, all the... Have you seen... There's flowers the blooming, cherry man. blossoms and everything like that. Like, that's like... Okay, all the trees by my apartment is, bloomed the other day. This is awesome. But really, when you get... Once you get into, like, May and, like, that middle part of June, it's like, okay. Now now we're cooking with gas, you know, right around here. And especially here in Portland or, or around most, you know, big American cities, there's some type of celebration happening for May and June. 
you know, we have the Rose Festival here. Yeah. We'll have Cinco de Mayo, uh, which is also my birthday. So, you know, we'll have a bunch of little outdoorsy type things uh, to kind of do that, you know, that, that that T-shirt and shorts weather, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm a big springtime guy. I have terrible allergies, but they don't start until the summer, which mm. is really weird. But outside of that, man, bring me spring all day and all night. Also, I mean, you say we've got the most insane weather here. It's just getting hotter and hotter, too. I was... Global warming, bro. Yeah, I'm looking into the the rentals right now. Uh, my girlfriend and I are moving in together this month. And uh, we went to a couple places yesterday, and we were talking to the the rental agent or the realtor, whatever you want to call it. And we were just saying, like, I view it as mandatory that we have air conditioning in our place. Because long gone are the days of not being able to or being able to deal with like five really hot days and not worry about air conditioning and the rest are like 75 and comfortable or 80 uh that, those are gone because now we're at like two months of hot days where you need air conditioning or three months of hot days where you need air conditioning and i was i'm just talking to these people like i oh i need air conditioning and i'm very glad that some of these places go in the market have it because not everyone does you're like looking at the listing and you're like cooling option cooling option cooling option air con- <laughs> if you don't have air conditioning at this point and especially if you've been staying at your spot for a while uh maybe you just don't like to be comfortable, um, comfortable you know at all i mean that's just, that's all, Do you, that's hate all I yourself? Yeah. you have to because we all know we get to those days here in the summer where it's just sweltering it's like this i can't be in the house all no, we day, had three days of 115 last year not cool remember record like i think the only places at that point that it was hotter was like the sahara desert and like one other one or two other places yep. on earth yep like get out of here man so for if you didn't have air conditioning at that point like i felt really especially <laughs> even purposely I- didn't have air conditioning there's one thing like maybe i just can't afford it at some time of you like that. It is expensive, totally especially it with central AC yeah, to absolutely. install it. Especially, yeah. And that bill is is huge. But that's the one type of year that I know my bill is going to be through the roof because my air conditioner doesn't go off for the summer. It's well, hot. that and when it's really hot, it struggles too. Because, like, it'll it'll keep the house cool enough. Like, it'll keep, it'll keep it in, like, the 70s if it's 115 out. But it's not keeping it at the temperature you set it at. No. <laughs> it's going to try. No, I, my, I, I, I keep mine at, at 65. Very nice. You know, I, I maybe a man a after my bit, own heart. Maybe even a, even a little bit lower if I'm not there. It's going to be going all day. So when I get home, every room is just You want to walk in and just be like, ah. Oh. You know, there's nothing better. Even, even in the wintertime. Like, tell me there's something better than walking into a warm house during the winter. Like, oh, yes, finally. Or vice versa, during the spring and summer. Knowing that you're, you're going to go into that AC, so, uh, man. So I, I'm waiting for that weather because I'm one of those I love to stay cool type guys. Me too. And uh, I'm going to have to find a nice middle ground with my girlfriend because she doesn't like the cold. So uh, we're going to have to find a nice sweet spot in the temperature where I'm not sweating and she's not freezing. be very interesting to find out. What is that going to be, 68 maybe? You yeah, think You think yeah. I can pull 68? Probably. That's doable, Just right? Give her, give her a sweatshirt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> honey, you can put layers on. I can't take my skin off. Yeah, exactly. That's you know, what I just always put say. A, yeah, put a layer on, get a nice blankie. I think that's a good line. We'll be good. Yeah, have yeah. Her, and the, bl- and the blanket downstairs is perfect. Get her to buy whatever sweatshirt she wants. Like, oh, get this one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for you. Let me get this for you. So now, you know, you don't have to. Feel honey, bad when about we get home, can you try? Can you try the, sw- the sweatshirt on? And just sure, keep, sure, and just, and just boop, boop, anytime boop. I turn on the AC, just put well, it no, on. She puts it on and I lower it to like sixty six. I'm like, ooh. Maybe she won't notice now. <laughs> they always notice. They always Ladies notice. get so cold so fast. I know. All I know. the time. And I'm I'm like a furnace. Yeah. I'm like yeah, I'm sweltering always hot, all sweat, the time. Sweating all the time. And Suko is is flummoxed as to how I sweat doing things. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just hot. I sweat. So I went to El Gaucho the other night. Um, wow, fancy pantsy. Yeah. And Did you say for the first time? No, for the first time in a while. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, it's always one of those things like you get the menu and you forgot what the prices were for a minute, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's uh, cool, man. You know, $80 for a steak, what? It's a good steak, whatever. Either way, I got some, you know, can I have like a little thing of horseradish, you know, for, with my steak? And man, had three or four bites and was just sweating so much. It's like, oh my God. Because you're like, is body so is, just, is just yeah, like, yeah, and I was like, man, this is, this is so hot right now. I was like, why am I. I felt like I was on drugs. Like, why, am I, why am I sweating like this at El Gaucho? The lady's coming over. was like, sir, do you need a, a, a napkin? It's like, yes, please. And 
glasses of water. Like this is it's embarrassing, right? It's super embarrassing. Like, bro, I can't. I couldn't. I'm wearing a nice shirt and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this sucks, bro. I couldn't shake the, it. This uh, that happened to me a couple weeks ago. I was mortified. I don't know if I shared this on the show or not. Uh, remind me if I did, and I'll stop telling the story. Probably but, not. Um, I was mortified. I went to my optometrist for my yearly checkup because I had to get my contacts redone. And I, prior to going to the doctor, I worked out, I took a shower, and I had my breakfast and coffee. I was running a little bit behind, so I did all of those things a little bit faster than normal. And I felt okay. And the second I sat down in the chair in the office, which was a warm office, I started pouring sweat. Yeah. Like, couldn't stop, stood up and went to the sink because they have a sink in there and, like, tried to use the paper towels and some water to stop. I couldn't stop. The doctor comes in. The doctor knows me. I've been going there for years. He actually listens to the station. Pediatrician? So, uh, <laughs> no, my optometrist. <laughs> Give you a lolly when you're done? Uh, and he, he said, hey, and he, he brings up the thing to my eyes. And I'm sweating so hard, I fog up the lenses so I can't even see what he's... One, two, three, four. Four, five. You know, that thing? <laughs> he gave me a tissue, and I kept, like, every time he switched it, I, have, I would have to wipe the lens off with the tissue. I felt like it was the most inaccurate reading I could have possibly had, although he gave me a new prescription, and they look, they, they feel great. So, obviously, he knows what he's doing. But I was sitting there like... I can't stop. I am dripping in sweat, but I'm trying to keep it together because I'm supposed to be checking my eyes to get my contacts updated so I can order new contacts as I was running out. And I'm, I'm apologizing profusely. I'm just dripping and I'm dripping. And, I, and I'm realizing that I showered too quickly after I worked out, which is always a death sentence, right? right. You got to cool off. If you jump into a warm shower after you work out too soon, you're going to keep sweating. Yeah. And then I had two cups of coffee quickly. Because I had to go. The two cups of coffee after showering too quickly after working out equals three hours of drenched in sweat. <laughs> and like I sat in the car, I left there embarrassed, and I sat in my car and I blasted the air conditioning and I didn't even leave. I sat in the parking lot for 10 minutes and Just I was cool still yeah. dripping in sweat. I've been there, man. And it's what's I worse, was so mortified. You no, know, I've, I've hosted like a, um, a, a music. Um, kind of festival in the park and you went one year you know at, at yep. one time but so i'm hosting it and it's in this park and you know all of a sudden like it gets kind of hot outside not super hot but like hot enough and i'm running i'm, I'm going over here checking this and i'm going over here checking this and man what's going on with this guy and when are we going like all of a sudden now i'm just drenched in sweat and now i have to be in front of people drenched in sweat in a black t-shirt and it was it was there's nothing worse than, again, being in front of a bunch of people and you're sweating profusely and can't stop. Like, no matter what you try to do, like, it's really so. So I try, like, I'll be at, you know, one of my schools and he's like, well, come, come, come hoop, Mr. Taylor, come shoot. I'm like, nope. Because <laughs> if I start shooting for, for three minutes, I'm going to start sweating and I'm wearing a, a shirt and tie. So I'm not doing that right now. It's a uh, big, it's, people, it's, big it's, guy it's, problems, man. I guess it's a big guy problem, but... I think it's also just genetics. I don't see a lot of skinny guys walking around with towels to wipe themselves <laughs> off with sweat. Like, that's, you know, that's usually well, yeah, but reserved see, for bigger guys. Maybe it's just because I don't want to think of myself that way. But, like, if you're really big, like, you're just going to be hot and sweaty all the time. Like, I don't consider myself, like, huge. We're not, like, morbidly obese no, or anything no. like that. Although, I think that's what any workout app would tell me right oh, now is that I'm morbidly yes, obese. Yes. My BMI puts me at obese at least. At least. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just, I sweat a lot. Even when I'm healthier, I sweat a lot. Like, I've been doing great. Like, I, I'm, I'm in week five of this, uh, of this health kick I've been doing the last month, and I feel amazing. I guarantee you I still would have sweat the same way I did when I went to the doctor's office now, even though I've lost weight and uh, I'm feeling healthier. Yeah. Because it's just genetics. My dad does it. My yeah. dad sweats constantly. Yeah, it's not cool. Man, there's, a, there's a picture of me. I went to New York City with them last time I was there. And it was the, my girlfriend's first time going to New York City. And we were walking around for, for an hour or so. And I wasn't thinking much of it. It was comfortable out. It wasn't hot or anything. And there's a picture that was taken of me at the top of the Empire State Building. And I was wearing a light blue shirt. And there was a square around the graphic on it. 
that was an entire square of sweat that the I had sweat through my entire shirt on a comfortable day to walk around the city. <laughs> and it was just like we weren't even like speed walking. We were just walking around and my shirt was soaked through. No. And it is just my life. Yeah. And me- I like a lot of things about being tall and big. I hate the excess sweating. Well, you win because I don't sweat like that, but. Yeah, it's just it. It is when it when it does start. It's it's hard to stop. They're like you know, Lay's potato chips. Once you once you start, once you I think pop, that's Pringles, right? I thought it was Lay's. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. Oh no, that's Pringles, isn't it? Yeah. yeah once you pop, because you, you pop, you can. can't stop. That was the commercial. Yeah. Kind of. You I, can't stop. I don't really like Pringles anymore. I used to like them. Kind of taste the chips guy. They kind of taste fake. Now. I'm not a big chips guy anymore. They're still yeah, me good, neither. but I mean, they're terrible. For that me. was the last time I just bought like a bag of chips. Like, oh, I'm gonna. It's been a while. I think the last time was I bought tortilla chips and then didn't finish the bag, and then like the next day ate it all without thinking about it. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Like, oh, I got some chips here. Knock Bring it down. to the couch with me, and then I'm like, well, yeah. the bag's gone. Now that I'm <laughs> losing weight, like I'm been looking at the bag and seeing like how many calories and how many chips is actually 130 calories. Turns out 12 Doritos equals 130 calories. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I'm not calorie counting, but uh, for, the, for the very first time in my life, I noticed this yesterday, I'm listening to my body. Like, instead of eating because I want food, like, I was sitting there like, I'm not that hungry. Why do I need to eat yet? And, like, that's, I know that's, like, basic for most humans. For me, that's mind-shattering because <laughs> I'm just like, I like food. I want to eat something. Yeah. And yesterday I was like, Hey, I'm gonna have dinner, but I haven't really eaten anything today because I haven't been hungry. And I eat, I I don't eat anything at all for most for the most part. I'll eat here and there, but then I'll eat one really big meal and have way more than I'm supposed to. And well, that's, that's okay sometimes. Issue. That's usually my issue. Instead of three pieces of chicken, let's make it nine. Yeah, you know, and that's what's like. But that's like, okay. You can son, have a cheat day every. My once son in a while. isn't gonna eat five pieces of chicken. You know, at least, not yet, at least. So we'll see. All right, well, let's get into some uh, sportsy sports stuff. Drew Eubanks. Uh, well, Woo. got nothing to say about Drew Eubanks, Woo. but uh, and Reynolds Reynolds High School, Troutdale yes. stand up, local, good <laughs> Oregon State, doing pretty well for himself on tons of ten day contracts. Mm-hmm. But getting uh, paid, getting paid. Maybe we'll get to a little Blazers. There's not much new because they're still losing. They are now in the sixth best odds in the lottery, so that's positive. But we're getting dangerously close to the Blazers being fun again because the offseason is going to start. <laughs> and then we get to have hope for what they're actually going to do. So maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, the final four was yesterday. We'll get to that as well. Curious on uh, potential rule change thoughts for Rashad in baseball. Um, there's one that uh, was talked about this week. I, I didn't hear about this in an article. I heard about it on primetime um, about a compromise between robot umps and not robot umps, which I think is interesting. So uh, we'll get to that as well. Plus plenty of other stuff. You can text us 503-250-1080. And uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. And we'll also have Hater Love It, as always, at 1030. But next, Final Four. Well, it was yesterday. We have our national championship game tomorrow. We'll discuss. This is Sports on the End of the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 21 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad and Joe with you until 11 o'clock. Final four was yesterday. We had one good game and one dud. And you know what? I'll take that. 50% is better than none. Sometimes when you get to the final four and you get into these giant arenas, the guys can't shoot as well. And you get kind of low scoring games and everyone's tense because it's the final four. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a risk. You're a little nervous that you're going to get some bad games. Well, the first one was, well, I mean, it was good for Kansas fans. They beat Villanova 81-65, and I think it was close a little bit early, but generally it was a pretty comfortable win for Kansas. And they've been playing great in the tournament, so it makes sense. And plus they had a pretty uh, comfortable path to get there based on some of the upsets that happened in the tournament and some of the seeds that were on their side. So uh, pretty comfortable for them to get to the final. But the, the nightcap was the story. It was... Duke, North Carolina for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. Crazy that it never happened before. And it was eight seed North Carolina knocking off Duke in Coach K's last game, officially now his last game, in his last season, 81 to 77. I feel like the game was tied the entire game. Right. <laughs> it's like It was like within four back points forth, for the forth. entire game. It was an instant classic. It was everything you wanted North Carolina Duke to be. Um, and as much as I think some people in college basketball, if you're watching as a casual fan, get tired of the same old matchups. At this stage, you want these matchups. Because if you get a good Cinderella, I, I mean, I guess North Carolina is an eight seed, so you can consider them a Cinderella, but they're GD North Carolina. They're not a Cinderella. Um Sometimes you get a Cinderella this far, and this is the the stage they get absolutely blown out because they're not ready for the stage. They're not as good as these teams, and they've gotten a little bit lucky. I mean, you saw St. Peter's get annihilated in the uh, in the last round when you were hopeful. They'd been playing well. They'd beaten some good teams, and they just couldn't do anything at that point. This is a classic. This is everything you want, and I think that's the thing that you have to remember if you're a, someone who doesn't want the, the chalk all the time is that it's at least going to give you the best games. Even if the storylines are nauseating, even if you've heard about Duke, North Carolina, and Coach K and all these things for eons and all season and you're sick of it, in the moment, that's the game you want in the Final Four. And now you're going to get North Carolina, Kansas in the championship, two Blue Bloods. Uh, obviously, North Carolina's playing well above their seat at this point. They're playing like North Carolina you would think they would actually play. I mean, you're going to get a great game on Monday, I hope, because you're getting two Blue Bloods. You're getting two teams who are meant to be there, and that often leads to greatness. Um, you know what sucks is that the, the game was so epic last night between Duke and North Carolina um, that I forgot that there was a, another Final Four game prior to that. <laughs> Completely forgot that Villanova and um, Kansas had played. You know, two teams... Villanova has really become one of those teams um, that's emerged as a powerhouse for college basketball, for, for the men's side. You know, I think, you know, 10 years ago, I don't know if that was necessarily the case as far as Nova being just a, a, a team that was going to have a lot of usually sophomores and juniors on their team that just go out there and play great defense. and But they've just – they've quietly become – I don't want to say it's quietly. They've really become one of those teams in college basketball that's a mainstay in the Final Four conversation and the the Elite Eight conversation. So Villanova has had another amazing season. Kansas, another amazing season. And Kansas, as Isaac Ropp will tell you, always great in the regular season. Questionable whether or not they'll be good in the tournament. This year they are great. Oh, they're 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 really good. This is probably and this is mind you, you guys know I don't watch a whole lot of college basketball, but this is one of the better Kansas teams they've had in a long time. You know, as far as being really competitive, not just one guy. You know, that could be a top draft pick. You know, it looks like a a really competitive team. I think they're going to beat UNC. You know, however, uh, 
it's North Carolina. And last night, you saw what North Carolina players can actually do. I'm trying to think of a member. I'm trying to pull up the box score, but uh, number two for Car- for um, North Carolina. I don't I don't know their names that yeah, well. I've, I've, I've for, I forget the, the young man's name, but he had two plays, two shots that was like, oh, my God, that was nasty. You see the English on it, like uh, up and around. Caleb Love is there, his name. There you go. Man, he had one that was up and around. Like I was like, ooh, that's nice. And then had another almost like Dr. J kind of where he held the ball and went up and under. Somebody's like, ooh, that is – this kid is hooping. He, up until like the end of the the second half, he had twenty five points and didn't attempt a free throw. That's crazy to me. Yeah, he only had four free throw that's attempts in the whole to me. game, and that's what that was at the end of the game. So for, you know, forty minutes almost, this kid had twenty five points and didn't shoot a free throw yeah. at that point. That's pretty impressive when you really think about that. James Harden lives at the free throw line, or for, lived for a long time at the free throw line. And that's how he was able to get ten of his twenty-eight points, thirty points a night. So to be able to do that—that's that's some that's some real talent there. But unfortunately, this story ends, and it's not about the kids. It's not about the players. Nope. Like I mean, and Coach K will always be. And college is one of those things where the the coaches will always mean more than the players. Especially if we keep the current system in. Absolutely. Where guys leave college after a year. Absolutely. And you have no chance to get to know them or teams or build a team of veterans that are great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've said this for years. I've said it on every show I've been on. Make it the baseball model. If a kid is good enough out of high school to go to the NBA, let him go to the NBA. But if he goes to college, he has to stay for three years. It fixes both sports. It is the simplest solution. And I don't understand why they don't do it. Because think about how much better all of these games would be with three-year veteran starters who have been learning together and improving. I mean, I'm just talking quality of play, no, right? I like get the, it. the I game get it. the game yesterday was very good. This one, right. especially with North Carolina Duke. Um, but they shot 41 and 42% from the floor. Like, it, it's still rough to watch that sometimes. And that's even good sometimes in college. Like, you could have games where they're shooting 32%. Um, I mean, imagine – it's hard to remember, but, like, how many years has Zion been in the NBA now? Two? Is this three now? Is it three? Yeah. So it might have just been on the edge of that. But let's just go back here. Imagine you have a team – that has Zion Williamson on it, and also Paolo Bancaro, right. and also Grayson Allen, and whoever, right? I'm just naming Duke players who played there. Because they're they're building this, like, insane super team because they are recruiting and the guys are staying. Also, I think what that does is it benefits college basketball. Others, The other teams that aren't Blue Bloods, because if guys are staying for three years, guys are going to want to get playing time. And they're going to go to other schools, and they're going to make a name for themselves at other schools and play for three years there and make other teams better. Right. Like I, I don't understand why it's so difficult. Right? Does no, that not make perfect it, sense? It, I mean, it it does make perfect sense. The only thing is, I don't think it's college basketball that's that's doing this. It's the NBA. Let's be real. There are guys that are four year guys in college basketball that are amazing, and we see them play every year. And we talked about I, I can't remember who it was the kid from Gonzaga, been there for three years, averages twenty something a game and everything like that. He'll never have a shot in the NBA. Why? Because there is this overall feeling that if you're not a lot, if you're not coming out as a freshman, then you're not as good. You're almost damaged goods right. if you stay for two years. Like, oh, why, now, why weren't you good enough to leave right away? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Why couldn't you leave as a freshman? But how many play a sophomore? How many of these freshmen going into the NBA bomb out in a year? Most they of them suck. Most of them, and they, and and you know what it is? Those the ones that do make it end up becoming Zion. Yeah. They come job they become John But they the could have left that, out of high school. Yeah, the ones That's exactly the whole point. those are the th- those are the things. And now we're we're assuming that because these kids and mind you, I didn't really, really I didn't get really good at basketball. I'm not great, I'll be real. Like I'm good. But I didn't get good at basketball until really after I got out of high school. Because then I my, my body enough. start changing. No, seriously. Like my body start changing. Like I understood all of a sudden how to do all those things that I had been working on because maturity had happened. I was jumping higher and my, you know, my, my, my body filled out the way it was kind of supposed to, uh, that happens for a lot of people. You see guys all the time that are number one player in high school, because in high school you can be bigger and stronger and faster than everybody. What happens is sometimes these guys grow up and they mature. Great example, Mike James, Mike James from Portland, Oregon played for grant high school. 
Grant High School when they won the state championship with some pretty impressive athletes on their team. But he was probably the fourth or fifth best guy on their team. And a lot of people will tell you that. But as time progressed and he moved on and he went to Lamar to go to college and then he got to play overseas, he's better than anybody on his team. In fact, I think he's probably better than anybody in his class that's not named Terrence Jones or Terrence Ross. You know what I mean? Because his body grew. He changed. He matured. He learned how to do certain things. But that might have taken four years of college. But because he didn't come out as a freshman, it's almost like you're, you're, you're damaged goods. And so that, that kind of sucks. So it's, a, it's not necessarily a college basketball thing, you know, because college is fun. And I think most guys would tell you they loved playing in college. And if they could play for another couple of years and not without the fear of if I stay till I'm a junior, then they're going to think I'm not good enough or what's wrong with me or what am, I, what am I waiting for? Like, that's what it is. Forget getting a degree, right? College basketball is the one time where we're, the degree is really? Like, yeah. Who cares about that? Like, in college football, if a sophomore is coming out, you're like, ah, it's too early. Give him some time. You need to learn. You need to whatever. You know, but basketball, it's like, degree, you're going to be here for one year. We know it, so let's just move on. So a lot of this is the NBA's doing, unfortunately. Well, of course. I just It just seems so simple to me. It's like it, 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 is. it fixes both. They don't care about the, about, about that, what that um, – with what college basketball looks like. Well, they, but they, but it's affecting the NBA. the NBA. That's that's my whole point, is that it's the players coming into the NBA are not as prepared and it takes way longer to get them ready, and most of them fail. And if you get them more time in college to get better, you're going to have a higher success rate of guys coming in and having an impact right away. Now, I know that that takes away years from their professional career. They're not coming in at 21 or 20. They're coming in at – or 18. And, and, they're coming in – well, I guess – sorry – they're not coming in at 18 or 19. They're coming in at 21 and 22. And unless you're doing the Jalen Green where you're going to the G League before, then, man, right. it's going to be weird. That's why I'm saying have it be an option. Yeah, I agree. If you want to leave out of high school and you want to go straight to the G League, you can do that. But otherwise, you got to stay for three years. Anyway, that's a little tangent. Sorry, a little soapboxy for me. Uh, it was still a great game yesterday. I still enjoyed watching it. I hope the final tomorrow is fantastic between Kansas and North Carolina. Uh, au revoir to... Coach K. Wait, we got to talk more about Coach K. We have to. Well, I mean, we already talked. We did a whole show like on Coach K like three weeks ago. Do you remember? I wasn't, no, I wasn't there. What? I wasn't there for that. Didn't we talk about Coach K with Rashad? Or I mean, was that me and you, Joe? Uh, I mean, do we really need to talk about I don't Coach think K? we need to. Ad nauseum. We've, we've already talked about him. <laughs> well, you know what? We're already way past in this segment. So by the time we get back, you can spend a solid minute and a half to talk about That's Coach all K. We How need. about that? <sighs> Here's Joe. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Joe said one minute. In reality, we have four minutes of a segment to talk. <laughs> I don't really, to be honest with you, time. I don't have anything else to say about Coach K. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. You know, 
he's a legend. He's, he's, I think, the greatest coach of all time, even better than John Wooden. Um, I know that might be crazy to say, but I think that's true. I, I wouldn't go that far. but He's, I he's won titles in like four different decades or three different decades. He's, it's been a way more competitive college basketball than John Wooden ever coached in. And uh, he's had to change his coaching style so many times because of it and his recruiting style and whatever. Um, so I, I, he's amazing. He's an incredible head coach. Uh, he's also a massive douche and uh, a massive hard ass. So there's, there's negatives to that as well. But I don't know. I, I don't really know what else to say. I think what it, what's interesting is, and you said it last segment, is the coaches are usually the face of college basketball as opposed to the players. And there has been no bigger face than Coach K in the last few years or last 15 years. I wonder who the new face of college basketball will become. Because mm. he's gone. Roy Williams is gone from North Carolina. So what does that leave you with? You've got Bill Self at Kansas. You've got Jay Wright at Villanova. You've got John Calipari at Kentucky. Also a sleaze. Rick, like you got Rick Patino <laughs> at Iona. <laughs> He'll probably have a, a big job again soon. Like, who becomes the face of college basketball? It's been Coach K for so long. It has. And and the thing about a lot of those other coaches, you know, they've had time somewhere else. You know, like, you, you think of Rick Patino being all over the place, you know, as a head coach. Um, you think of Roy Williams was also Kansas coach for a long time. So even he wasn't just at North Carolina his entire career. And so – you look at somebody that spends 40 years, you know, 45 seasons, however long, uh, being the head coach. And, again, when you go to Duke, you're not going to play for Duke and Durham. Yes, you are, but you're going to play for Coach Mike Krzyzewski. Massive douche, all those things that you mentioned, but, hell, I, I, I challenge you to find a, a single head coach in history for any sport that wasn't. Any sport ever. Now, you guys obviously will know much more about baseball than I do, so I'm not sure how many managers are just massive douches that were great managers. But I know they... A lot of managers be, in baseball are actually pretty chill. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, uh, maybe maybe baseball is the exception. Because you know, it's, it's a pretty chill sport. Right? Yeah. You know, maybe, Yelling and screaming is not going to get you anywhere no, in baseball. No, not, not at all. Not at all. But, you know, football and basketball, yelling, the yelling and screaming is an important part of what you're able to do. And so, man, for me, like, we've... We, we're all of the age to where we've only known Coach K yeah. as Duke's coach. Yep. As long as I've been alive, which is 38 years, be 39 soon, I've only known Mike Krzyzewski to be Duke's When coach. When did he start coaching there? 1980. 1980, yeah. So That's crazy. So that's it's, – it's impressive. Like I said, um, the, think about the, the guys that he's produced over his career, you know, uh, the Kyrie Irvins and the Duhans and Trajan Langdon and, and – uh, Kyle Singlers and Dunleavy and Carlos Boot, just so many guys. And those are just the those are just like the second and third string guys. Grant Hill. You know what I mean? And then you talk about Grant Hill and Jason Tatum and all these other guys that just Christian obviously Leitner. Christian Leitner, you know. So um just be not that he turned into an NBA and really, player. That was great. He, but, no, Christian Leitner was an all star. Christian Leitner, you know, he wasn't a he wasn't what he was at Duke, but he wasn't a scrub in the NBA. No, so, but he didn't, you know, live up, didn't live up to the hype. No, yeah, but it's it's much more difficult in the NBA. But he did make an all star game, all star team, so that's important too. You know, so I, I will I will say that part for Christian Leitner in his defense. Do you think? Uh, I mean, I guess we we're seeing proof of it now with North Carolina. So North Carolina kind of sucked to start the year this year, which is why they're an eight seed. This is their first year without Roy Williams at the helm. Yeah, they hired Hubert Davis, an assistant on the staff, former Love player. It. Uh, the Dukies are hiring John Shire, assistant on the staff, former player, to replace Coach K. Do you think because do you think the program is big enough to stay at the top of the sport without Coach K? And I, I was I was asking that question about North Carolina as well because I mean obviously we know North Carolina has been great with multiple coaches, right? Mm -hmm. But we didn't see it early this year. It was like, uh oh, there's there's an issue here. There's a problem here. And obviously now here they are in the championship game. But I'm curious, like, does Duke stay in the top 20, top 15, top 10, top five every year once Coach K leaves? Like, how much of an effect did he have or did he build such a monster at Duke that it didn't really matter that he was the coach anymore? I don't think it really, you know, really mattered, you know, at that point. Like, he's he's such a fixture and not just college basketball, but sports. You know what I mean? Like, when you 
when we start going through the greatest coaches of all time for whatever sport, there's no way Coach K's name is not in that top ten. There's no way his name's probably not not within the top top six or seven, you know, all time. Uh, and there are guys that can, you know, NBA guys that didn't play for him that played for him in the Olympics that would probably back that up. You know, he's the one of the few guys that told Kobe, you're shooting too much. You're not going to average 40 in the Olympics. Pass the ball. Like, I mean, you know, there's only how many, how many coaches in Kobe's career were able to tell him, you need to chill. Look for your teammates. Phil Jackson, probably 1A, and then somewhere in between there, Coach K. So uh, we have to appreciate. The reason I want to talk about it is because we got to understand, we'll, we'll probably never see this again. One guy at one school for 40 years. That like The only person that's been there as long as, as he have is your guy, Jim <laughs> Beheim. Yeah. Outside of that, like there's nobody that's been at one school for that long. So to see that level of winning for that long, uh, again, it's impressive. There's a reason we have to take four minutes to talk about him, Joe. And it's not, you know, it's because the smart money says that we won't see this again. I mean, again, the reason I brought up Jay Wright, for example, uh, one is like George Clooney. But two, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, he's been there since 2001. <laughs> Which is like obviously it's not 1980, but uh, 2020, 20 years, 21 is a long time. years at one school is crazy. And Jay Wright's got one or two national championships. Jay Wright has two, two. Yes, I mean Coach K got what five in 40 years. Yep. So Jay two Wright, and 20s on the same pace. Yeah. So Jay Wright is is and how, how many does uh, Bo, uh, Beheim have? It's just one, right? One. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's training the right way. Beheim's not on the same level as those guys. No, but, you know. He, he is a legend. He's been there a very long time. They they tend to do well in the tournament, but he has one championship. Yeah, he's the Jerry Tarkanian of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tark was an amazing coach, and everybody knows him to be an amazing coach. However, it didn't always equate to to wins for him. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. Coming up next, I'd like to do a quick little uh, Blazer update as uh, we are – into the last week or so of the season, thankfully. Bloodbath. And uh, the Blazers are tanking super well. Sadly, the Pacers are also tanking super well, and they can't catch them. But uh, we'll, we'll update you on the Tankathon standings and uh, maybe get excited about the offseason a little bit. That is next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 949 here on Sports Sunday. Yes, I know, Texter. Jim Beheim did kill a man. It was not intentional. So I don't know why people continue to do that. George Clooney, or not George Clooney, but uh, who did that? Uh, Alec Baldwin, too. We don't talk about that much. Yeah. But it's I mean, okay. Like we do it with people that we don't like. The guy's car broke down and he was walking down the highway. I don't know. What do you want? Like I mean, it's obviously it's terrible, but it was an accident. Yeah, it's like, you know. And was wearing a Georgetown sweatshirt. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. <laughs> it is nine fifty, and Georgetown still sucks. Um, I forgot we were going to talk about this last week, but and we'll get we'll do the Blazers next. Rashad was talking about it in the break, and it's it's a local thing, and it. It is very frustrating, and it's a little soapboxy, but uh, I think it's fair to talk about that. He asked me the question about the Portland Diamond Project. Like, oh, what, what, what do you really think? And I was like, ah, I don't know. I think it would have to be an expansion team if there's Wait, a chance. Wait, Rashad asked this? He did. I want to go to baseball games. I mean, baseball games are fun to go to. I don't love the game, but you know what I'm saying? They're, I don't think there's a better, outside of golf tournaments, I don't know if there's a more fun thing to do than a baseball game. Um, so he asked me about it, and I was like, well, Portland's image has taken a beat in the last few years, and it was never really going to be the A's or the Rays anyway. It was probably always going to be expansion, so that that's going to be later in the 2020s anyway when they consider that. But that led to the conversation. We meant to have this conversation a week or two ago when the tournament was here in town. We have been in this city during covid some of us still going out and doing stuff and trying to support local business as best as you can. And we have seen the mess that it has become, right? There's no sugarcoating it. There's it's there's homeless people everywhere and it's not the homeless people's fault. I'm just saying there are homeless people everywhere. It's dirty. Um, 
they're they're still boarded up businesses downtown like it's it's not a good look right now for the city but it took the tournament coming here for them to make a huge push to clean some of it up obviously they've been talking about cleaning up the city obviously they've been talking about you know put, bringing some of these homeless people into situations where they can have place to live and get themselves back on their feet those who want that option at least uh you know because not everybody wants that option for whatever reason and there's been small improvements here and there we've, we've seen some things but there was a mass effort when the tournament got here to clean the city and i understand why it makes sense you have national media coming here you've got teams you've got fans from all across the country you want to put your best foot forward as a city but we live here too portland like we live here every day and we're the ones who love the city and chose to live here because of that and all of these things but you wait for a bunch of strangers to come here and come here for three or four days and then you clean the city up it's massively frustrating that it's it looks terrible to those of us who have been here um man i was really so i'm driving and i'm just you know just right around uh lloyd area and i'm like man this looks way cleaner than normal this is crazy like okay like cool like we're finally finally getting there and then read an article the next day that said you know portlanders clean up 10 you know 10,000 15,000 uh pounds worth of garbage in preparation for the NCAA tournament. I was like, what? Because I don't know how much we've complained about how our city now looks like a third world country. We? Like the show, you mean? Huh? No, just in general. Just people oh, in general. Yeah. Um, I think we're trying think, to be understanding of what's going on. No, absolutely. And and I think all that is is valid as far as Man, you want to be sensitive to some of the things that happened as far as the looting and as far as some of the rioting. And, and you want to be especially sensitive to those that are struggling with displacement. I don't necessarily yeah. like to use the word homeless, but the displaced, you know, sure. uh, houseless, out, well, whatever, houseless whatever you deem that correct. Are, that are out there and everything. Because and, and to be clear, for the last year and a half, there's been no looting, riots, no. protests, nothing. Like, we see this sometimes in the text line for people who have moved out of the city. Like they still think that's happening here. No, that was, that stopped a long time. That ago. was, that's been long yeah, gone. That, was that like, does not happen in the same way that it was. That was like a two month, three month yeah, like period three of, months of, of angst and anger, anger and, and trying to make change and being sick of the, the norm, all that kind of stuff. But that, that is not what caused issues in the city. No, it is long term. It just kind of felt like, the city kind of gave up on making Portland look good. Our city's always been a beautiful place. Yeah. Always been a beautiful place from being able to just being able to be outdoors. Now that's not the case. It's there's garbage everywhere. It just it's it's a huge eyesore. And so more we're graffiti talking than about there's ever been. More graffiti than ever, all the everywhere. And so boarded up buildings still for whatever reason. So for me, when we start talking about free agents coming to Portland, come on, man. And the Blazers Shame on you, Blazers. And this is why. the Around the Moda Center looked awful. I work for the school district, so my building is right next to the Moda Center. Terrible. Everything around that is terrible. You mean to tell me you couldn't offer? Right now, the Blazers are, they can't give tickets away fast enough. Tickets are going selling for like $14 to be able to be in the building. You mean to tell me you couldn't give away free tickets to a thousand people to come volunteer, clean up around the the Moda Center, I guarantee they would have showed up. If you're giving out two free tickets to a, a thousand people that want to come and, and help us beautify the city, that would have happened. But instead of doing it for the people that are here every day and support the team, support our government, support our schools, all these different things, instead of doing this for them, for the patrons and, and the, the 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 excuse me, the citizens of Portland, you you did it for for the visitors. For the people that don't have to be here every day, for people that don't have to look at the eyesore that we have to deal with every day, like that was, it's kind of a slap in the face if you're if you're a a, a resident, you know, Portlander, like. And so, yeah. I'm looking right at you, Blazers. I'm looking at you, uh, Mayor, Governor, Senator, all of y'all, city that, councilors, city, uh, city councilors, man, any decision makers, like, get your ass together, 
because I'm well, tired this, of this looking, city has so much so many yeah, issues I'm and getting tired, things but I'm, done. But I'm tired of looking at this. This city's always had problems. But it's at least at least it's been clean. And we got a text like, else. "Have you seen other cities? There's they're worse. They are. I'm not. I'm not comparing there, Portland to other cities. Like that's not the point of this conversation. There are problems everywhere. I'm not saying Portland's worse or better. This is our home, and we want it to look the best it can look. We want it to be what it was a couple of years ago, right? Like it. Yes, there's always been problems, and yes, there's been homeless people, and yes, there's been graffiti and stuff, but. The last few years, and obviously there are reasons to it, have made it go to a level that most people who live here hate. They don't want that to be the city anymore. And it doesn't seem like the city is taking it seriously enough. It's it's just, it's one of we we've seen why why is it so hard to make decisions on things that like this? Why is it so hard to find places for those who are displaced to try to get them back going. But they're but where I am they're continuing to create new bike lanes. And they're continuing to create new dividers in the road and things like that like this is this is not important. I I'll, I'll be honest, I, I could be wrong, but there's still potholes that they're completely passing to put in a bike lane, you know, somewhere. So it's just the 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 thought process is really backwards to me. Um but either way, man, our city doesn't look great. And you're right. There are other places that evolve that look worse than Portland. Oh yeah, but the whole West thing, Coast has a bunch of issues. The right one now. thing that we've never struggled with here in Portland is looking clean. Never. That's not. That's not how it goes. Now, are there places around here that don't look the part? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to be like that. Go but over by the, like Skidmore Fountain and stuff. Like, yeah. But now you can't, yeah, now you can't like decipher that. neighborhoods like that anymore because they all look the same. As yeah. far as just all being flooded, being flooded with garbage and filth. And like I said, as far as the people that are displaced. Or homeless or whatever you'd like to call them like that's a much bigger issue that we have to work out man drug and alcohol counseling a job readiness training you know some things like that to get people back on their feet not that everybody, also doesn't help the cleanliness no though. but not everybody that's homeless is some some addict or some you know crazy person there are people out there that are really struggling with getting back on their feet so figuring out how to help them and then we can figure out how to help our city but man i can't look at this anymore it's it was, it really was just the optics of it were really it's poor. It's really bad. So um, it makes me... Oh, so it's going to take a tournament coming here for you to make, make these that's decisions? that's what it says. Like, we don't really care about you guys, but these people coming in, we want to clean it up. We want to, mm-hmm. you know, clean up real nice for them. Like, yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't like that, so... It's like, ah, we've already got you. We, you live here. We don't yeah. need to care yeah, about yeah. you anymore. Y- y- y'all know what it looks like. Yeah, so it's y- like... Y- you know the reality. It's like you guys are having company, and you're just cleaning up for company, but other than that, your house is always dirty. All right, well, we'll get to the Blazers next, and uh, Hater Love It coming up at 1030 as well. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.